Hey, everyone. Welcome back or welcome to the 20% Podcast, the show that brings you tips and tricks from industry professionals that could teach you a new topic or could give you the skills that you could implement in your current job today. Today's guest is Chris Davis. He's the co-founder of RevCardo, which is a marketing and advertising company based out of Philadelphia. We had an incredible conversation. We started off by telling Chris's story of leaving college and starting RevCardo. We also discussed the importance of marketing and sales working together as one cohesive unit, having a smooth buyer's journey, and also how little changes can make a huge impact on your business and in your life as well. Please enjoy my conversation with Chris Davis. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Tyler. What's going on? Thanks for having me, man. I am so happy to have you. Chris is incredible. He is under 30 years old, but he already won 30 under 30. Let's start there. How'd you, how'd you win that? Yeah, so um, they actually contacted me, um, New York Mag Weekly, like a while. When was that? I think I got that probably maybe April-ish, April, May at the latest. Yeah, um, they just reached out. Uh, and it was the same like way with like most of the other publications I was in. They kind of just reached out and was like, hey, we want to, you know, we're looking at your page, came across it and kind of wanted to like, you know, add you to our lineup or whatever. So I was the last entry in, but you know, still pretty cool. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. You were on yeah. the list. It doesn't matter where you were. All right. You have a really, really cool story. Uh, before you, and you're the co-founder of RevCardo. We're going to get you into that. But before we get into that, could you tell everybody your story about college and maybe how it went for you? Yeah. So college is, it's like a bittersweet thing for me. Um, like I don't urge anyone to not go to college. I'm not that, that far yet. Um, I probably will get there eventually where I'm like, you know, I don't go. But right now I'm still like, you know, if, if you feel like college is cool for you, um, like if you're doing something like if you're going to be a doctor or something that needs extensive schooling, then yes, I'll say if that's really what you want to do, which, you know, if you're 18, you probably don't know that for sure. Um, if you feel like that's what you want to do, you know, go ahead. And I, I hope that you feel the same way when you leave. Um, but honestly, like with a lot of people, if you're not 100% sure that you need to learn this technical, super technical thing for years, I, I'm like, I, I just can't, I can't justify the price of school for what you get out of it. I didn't graduate. So I went there for four years. Um, I was smart enough to not keep going. So I kind of just was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get a job. Because um, I, was, I was always the type of person who I, I'm not gonna say I enjoyed working, but I loved hustling. So like, I could sit there and bust my butt for like, you know, I had like two work studies at one time where I was doing that in school and I was enjoying the work studies more than I was enjoying school. Like with the work studies, I got to talk to people, network, meet people, and I'm making money. Um, school was nothing but teachers telling me I'm not good enough and spending thousands of dollars to have them tell me that <laughs> where like, I'm really not learning much except for my art classes, which, you know, those were kind of cool. Cause that's like, I enjoy art and that's like my major, but like all the other courses, like, why am I learning about German history right now? <laughs> like, this is insane. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, 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 it left a bitter, bittersweet taste in my mouth where I was like, you know, I'm still paying the loans back today. And I'm like, I'm, it, was it really worth it? And, and I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't really, I'm not going to say I would trade it because I did meet a lot of people that, Hey, maybe some of those people ended up, you know, being the reason I'm where I'm at today. So um, I'm a big firm believer in like fate and like, Hey, that was meant to happen for me Absolutely. to get here. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, I wish I never went. But you know, <laughs> if I, all the stuff I know now, if I was to be like to tell someone else, I'm probably going to be like, Hey, you know, that hundred thousand dollars you're going to spend to go to school, just start a business. You have four years, you'll be ahead of everyone when they graduate. 
Yeah, I mean, and the, the stuff that you're learning, I mean, you got like a real world bachelor's degree almost, right? Um, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I think the real world, and that's why I like jobs so much. I was always like, I've always had a job since I was like 16. Um, and I've always excelled at jobs. I've always been the one at my job where like, I kind of stand out because I work really hard um, or I just kind of catch on to things really fast and get processes down. Um, and then like eventually that became not enough because I'm still working for somebody and like, you know, kind of in a box, but you know, just compared to school, it's just like, I find school, like it really didn't teach me much about being in this job, doing the day to day or people yeah. skills. And I, and I agree with you too, to an extent. I mean, what it comes down to is like, why, you know, it's almost like when you're going to pick your, your bachelor's degree, and, and this is the same story with me. And a lot of people, I think 75% of, of people don't actually do something, whatever they studied for. Right. You know, I went to six years for, for my uh, exercise physiology and I got a ton of experience. So I'm, I'm never going to say that that was bad. Yeah. Learn I use that, those same skills that I learned there. However, you know, maybe if I took a year or two off and went and just started working, maybe I could have found out where my, you know, where I want it to be. And that's why I started the whole podcast too. So yeah. it's, it's kind of, we want to try to educate people on the different options that they could do. If you're, if you're in science or you're, you're developing the COVID vaccine, yeah, we want you to go to school. We exactly. want you to know exactly what you're doing. But other things, you know, maybe marketing, sales. Um, yeah, like which you is can a learn lot a of lot of the stuff, man. It's, there's blogs. That, and that's the point of everyone putting out, like everyone is putting out content right now. So like, like I, I feel like maybe back in the day when people really weren't putting out like all this free content and stuff like that, like you had to have money regardless, then maybe school was like, it kind of outweighed like just trying to do things on your own. Like, honestly, I can't imagine trying to be an entrepreneur like I will not lie to you being an entrepreneur without the internet I don't know how good I really would have been but uh Grab the yellow <laughs> those guys were the real deal <laughs> they were the real deal but uh like you have the internet now man like you can't you have everything at your fingertips that you can just go and learn like there's no reason why like you won't learn PPC ads in school I don't I don't understand like no one's gonna teach you how to do Facebook ads in your college like they might just have that course building out now but like it's going to take them so long to finalize that course where you can go online and learn that, start managing people's ads and get paid. Like, I don't, and by the I don't time you it. do a course syllabus, I mean, it's a lot of the stuff is probably going to be obsolete. Yeah. It's, right? yeah, it's ridiculous. Year. Yeah. Unless you're actually doing it. I'm sure that that's, um, you know, you got to stay on top of it. But, right. So this leads into, you know, everything you said makes it sound perfect into you started, you co-founded your company, Revcardo. What did, what did that feel like to, to start your own company? Man, it felt good. Um, yeah, my, uh, actually, so I started freelancing, uh, when I got back, uh, from Florida, I was just, you know, kind of doing some retail stuff. Like I said, I've always had a job. I've always been like grinding. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get two retail jobs. So it's at Panana Republic and Disney store at the same time around my way. So I was doing both of those. And then, um, eventually got a job at Comcast, which was like best day of my life. Cause I was like the first corporate actual professional job. So I was like, cool. I did this without a degree. That's awesome. Right. Um, so I was like proud of that. And then, uh, after, but then that started, that started being not enough. So I started freelancing, doing web design, um, just to have some money, like, and try to start kind of my own business, but it still wasn't a business. I was doing all the work. So I was like, there's something missing still. Like I'm, I'm still exhausted. And I was like, oh man, I have to get people to do this for me. And I'm not that, I wasn't that great at that. Uh, so I never really thought about starting an agency, like a full agency. So it was just me freelancing really, um, doing little stuff. And then Jason hit me up on Instagram and I was, and you know, just saw my content and stuff. And that's why like, I tell people to put out content because like, it will, you'll attract people, not just people to sell to, but you'll attract, like, I would have never met Jason if it wasn't for me putting out content for like, you know, day by day, insane hours. Uh, so yeah, he hit me up and was like, Hey, I have an idea for like a company. You seem really cool. Like 
um, do you want to like talk it over? And then, yeah, hit me with the, the business preposition and it looked good to me. So I was like, yeah, let's do this, dude. <laughs> that is so cool. Is it scary being your own boss and not really having anybody besides, you know, your, your co-founder working together? Yeah. So I, I, it felt weird at first, like when I left my job. So like, um, the last job I was at, like, I really hated it. So I kind of just bounced out of there. And that was the most frightening day of my life. Um, like I didn't tell anyone about it. I was kind of just low and just like, just left and I was pissed off. So it was like, wow, I have no boss. I'm, I'm pretty used to it now. Like my, like our day to day and like I have Jason too. So like if when, when I was by myself freelancing, it was a lot scarier than like me and Jason both doing this. Um, I feel like with both of us, it's kind of like, you know, we hold each other accountable right. and like, we're both supporting because we're both literally going through the same thing right now. So it's like, <laughs> um, we both have the same goals, um, at least business wise and things like that. Um, we're in the same stage of our lives. We're the same age, a bit, like almost. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's a lot less scary now, but when we, when I'm not sure about Jason, but I know when I left my job, I was like scared as hell. <laughs> But what's your advice to people who are, are contemplating leaving their corporate job right now and, and maybe trying to start their own venture? Yeah, I would say have a plan. Um, I was just talking about this with someone. Don't just, I know a lot of people try and say, you know, like, like I hated my job, but I stuck it out because I had a plan to save money and make sure I was okay. And my, my, um, my side hustle was still doing its thing. Um, like I would, no matter how bad you hate your job or whatever, don't just storm out and leave without a plan and be like, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. Um, you know, try to start a side hustle. And when the side hustle begins to demand more time than you can handle and you're making enough to survive off of it, then you leave your job and trade it for the side hustle. That is now your full-time thing. And you convert all those hours in, uh, that's a smart way to do it. But yeah, you a lot of people. So, yeah. You know it's so funny with that too. I'm listening to originals by Adam Grant right now. I don't know if you've heard that. Heard that I have book. not. It's a good one. And yeah. um, it act, he actually highlighted that most people like Sarah Blakely, you know, when she started Spanx, for example, yeah. she continued to sell, I think it was printers or, um, or yeah. kind of fax machines for two years after she started it. Most companies and most entrepreneurs are, are most successful when they have that. You yeah. think, oh, you should be risk averse for being an entrepreneur, right? Those are the ones that are risky and fail. The ones right. that are more where you're continuing to do it, how you mentioned, are the ones that, um, from what he mentioned, he mentioned a couple of other, uh, other good examples, but yeah. you, you, you thought out your plan, you, you improvised on it, and then once you were ready to take that step, you took it. So that is, you know, if I have to, to say if you're going to be successful or not from my little small world, that's, yeah. where, uh, that's where I draw the correlation. So, so that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's cool, man. So what yeah. you guys do is you start with, you, you do sales and marketing. Could you explain how those two work together? Yeah. So that's actually a great question. Um, a lot of people think of marketing and sales as these two very separate, like, you know, departments, separate jobs, but in reality they have to work together. Yes, they do different, they have different functions, but they both deal with people and both of their goals are revenue. And I think that's like, we're kind of like a rev ops agency, like revenue optimization for the most part, because we see that anything you are doing from marketing to sales turns into revenue. So if your marketing's messed you're up, doing it right. Exactly. So if your if your marketing's messed up and your sales is is amazing, that doesn't matter because it's gonna not end up in as much revenue as both of them being like on the same page and working good. Um, and the same goes for sucky salespeople and uh, a great marketing team. Like that's they're gonna fail. They're gonna mess up all the leads you're giving them. So um, when you have both of them on the same page, knowing the same things, 
Um, that's why I like cross training. You know, a lot of people might, I feel like if you're a marketer, you should know how to sell. If you're a salesperson, you should know how to market because you can understand more. So, you know, that, that handoff from marketing to sales, if it's very smooth, it's a nice handoff, you're, you're enabling your salespeople with the right information and data on the company, then they have no reason why they shouldn't close the deal. Um, but when you have a whole bunch of systems all over the place, there's no CRM, um, you know, people are missing leads, not knowing to follow up on leads. And that's when you start losing money um, and blowing deals left and right. Yeah, man, that's just not a good look if you if you have a yeah. unified front. And that's why if, if you if you have any kind of question right now, as, as maybe as, if there's any company owners, owners listening in, this is why people like Chris are so important because um, they help with your sales and marketing. So Chris, I guess instead of me trying to explain what you yeah. guys would do, um, say I'm a company owner and I give you a call and say, hey, Chris, I, I really need some help. Our, our revenue's down besides, besides COVID. Um, year over year, we're not doing too well. What's the first thing you would do once you guys signed off on all your paperwork? Or, or could you explain what that process looks like? Yeah, so we pretty much you know, start off with an audit, of course, like a marketing audit. So, um, and that goes a little deeper than the SEO. I feel like a lot of people say like marketing audit, and it'll just be like an SEO audit. Um, definitely a lot deeper than that. We'll kind of look into like the actual business too. Like we, when we do discovery calls, like we know, we need to know the ins and out of that entire business. We, me and Jason will both go through the funnel ourselves. So like we can see what it's like to be a customer going through their funnel. Um, and that's where we see a lot of the gaps too. Like maybe a form is missing here. Like it skips a step in the funnel where it's like, wait, that was weird. Like why didn't, or why didn't you follow up on me after a couple of days or whatever? So um, we'll kind of go through the funnels and their whole business and make sure things are making sense. Um, but the, the main thing I think where we really help is with HubSpot. Um, Jason, he is like, he used HubSpot a long time um, through agencies that he's been with before. And he's like a guru with it. So he, when we first started, his whole idea was like, Hey, let's use HubSpot. So we started using HubSpot and then we were like, we might as well become HubSpot partners because it just makes sense for us to use one cohesive software for all of our clients and help them like train them to set it up and everything. So um, yeah, we're HubSpot partners. So we'll set up HubSpot. We implement it for them. And that's how we show what leads you're getting. Um, a lot of people have like Google sheets and stuff like that. And we're always like, that is not a CRM. Cause like they'll have this very convoluted system of like managing leads and stuff and data gets lost somewhere in that process. Like, I don't, like some people think, Oh no, like ours is good. Like, no, it, it's going to get lost. If you don't have a system that's specifically made for that, like HubSpot, like you're going to lose data. Um, people are not communicating properly right. and you just don't have as much, as many features as you need. So um, yeah, we just it's come really in. Your goal to come in and simplify, simplify yeah. operations, simplify making money, right? Yes. Yep. The whole pro yes, yeah, all process. That's why it's like RevOps. It's just like, Hey, our goal is to come in and make you more money. Uh, that's like our primary goal. Like it's a lot of other stuff, but in right. the reality of things, like if your, your revenue goes up, then I've, clearly we've done a good job. <laughs> Absolutely. And to, yeah. to get that revenue up, it, it dives deeply, deeper into the content creation that you guys are yep. doing. Uh, what does that look like and how do you grow your following with, with video content as well? What's that importance? Yeah. So lately um, I've been testing around with things because uh, I, I kind of got a lot of my social media buzz off of TikTok because I got on there back when like nobody was on there um, or not nobody, but like not that many people were like actually giving value on there. Now it's getting more, more main place. Uh, but yeah, I was like just on there, like quick tips and tricks and side hustles, hacks and stuff. And, you know, started blowing up on there. Um, and then when Instagram came out with reels, I, what we've recently started doing is on my personal page, I've just been taking my TikTok videos, putting them into reels 
and the same thing's happening where Instagram is just pushing tons of traffic to real. So like you get tons of buzz. So I just started doing the same thing with my, it, with our agency page and same results. So um, it's been working great. Uh, so yeah, just testing out different strategies and like, I know you do like taking clips from podcasts. I feel like anything you are doing, uh, me and Jason just started recording our meetings and stuff like that. And just us just talking and I'll look through some of the video of us when I just leave the camera rolling after like an ad or whatever um, that we record and we'll get some really good content. Cause we'll be like strategizing like, Hey, maybe that didn't sound good. Let's try this. And like, Hey, what if we did this? And like, now we're getting all that on camera. Um, so people can kind of see our process and you hear the creative process going in there too. Yeah, so this is like a lot of people don't catch that. Yep. Yeah. That is, that's really cool, man. Yeah. It's good to show people a lot. Yeah. A lot of people don't see like, how would you know someone else's creative process? All that stuff's behind the scenes. So I think behind the scenes is starting to get really big. So you're showing a little vulnerability maybe in that, you know, exactly. that makes it more of a human. You're not just that's all people know, want to see. Absolutely. That, yeah, that, that you're not too far from them in reality. A lot of people can look like, you know, I'm, I'm not really that far from like anyone not making like millions of bucks, but uh, you know, like people might look at like anyone famous and just be like a Gary Vee or someone and be like, Oh my God, like they're so far from us. But when they show that vulnerable side, it's like, Oh, like they're human, just like me. It's they're not really, really not that far close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of exactly. people. I mean, it, they, they're still, they're still people. They still, right. you still need to connect with them. <laughs> they still, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's super important. Yeah, man. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of the strategy now. So this isn't talking about me or my podcast as a, uh, <laughs> an ex, uh, this isn't talking about my podcast. Say you have somebody who's starting a podcast. Maybe they started a few months ago. They're like okay. 15 or 20 episodes in. Um, they're looking for the best way to grow their following and generate good content. What kind of strategy would you advise on? Yeah, so I'd say... Um, at this point, 15, 20 episodes, I would definitely like, I'm not sure. I, I, like I'm always like, I'm not sure of people's financial situations, but what I will tell you is that money helps with a lot of things. And that's like me and Jason have noticed that a lot where it's like, we invest in something, it gives us a return. So, um, this all depends on your goals too. If your goal is to just get more listeners and subscribers to it, um, you know, you might want to look into Spotify ads, me and my, uh, me and my other partner just started like checking them out and we we're going to start doing them um, because I've had great success with um, other ad platforms like YouTube and things like that, just for brand awareness. Like you don't necessarily have to be selling anything. I think the brand awareness ads are always the, the easiest because like, you know, you pop up, you start playing, you know, if they don't stop, it's going to keep going. Um, and then they might, Hey, click, you know, click a button or two and subscribe. So um, I think it's an easy way of entry and you don't probably have to put too much money into it. Um, I would look into the equipment you're using. Like, you know, you were saying your company hooked you up. Um, I would say, you know, if you had not, maybe not invest in like a $500 microphone, but if you're recording from your phone, just like look into things that you might be doing that you can just put a little bit of money and up it. Um, if you're recording off your phone, I would say, Hey, maybe take 50 bucks and buy like a half decent microphone. Um, and then maybe if you're uh, start recording video content, that's an easy thing to do. If you're not taking any video yet, um, always get video uh, content of all of your podcast episodes. Cause I think podcasts on YouTube are becoming a huge thing. I think Spotify might start doing video too. Interesting. And why, why yeah. is that? People like to so, see people interacting. Yeah. I just feel like not everyone listens to podcasts. I think it's all about where your audience is. Right. Um, a lot of people are on YouTube and uh, like maybe that person on YouTube doesn't listen to podcasts, but if they could come across a podcast on YouTube, they would listen. Um, this, this doesn't even necessarily mean like recording the actual video like we're doing. 
it could be like you take that and just make it a video form. Like you put like a picture up and just have it run for as long as if the, whatever it is, just get like a one screen YouTube. tap of us, of yep. us talking and yep. then have that audio feed or whatever going through. Exactly. Just the fact that you're on YouTube, that's like the whole thing is like, it's just the platform mostly versus just the type of content. Uh, but I do think a lot of people get into like engaging video content versus just like listening to something. Like if I'm sitting here, like, or if I'm just on YouTube, maybe I'm not searching for a podcast on YouTube. If I see one pop up and it's like really quality video and I'm like, oh, wow, like I'm just going to click it. Um, so I think it's just about being on the platform, just being there um, versus not being there. And that makes a lot of sense too. I, I, yeah. I've taken a lot of content. I, I've heard like, you know, a lot of people, even if they're not watching the video, maybe they're just using YouTube as that, as a, a player to exactly. the audio. Or yeah, some people have YouTube uh, Red or whatever, or Pro, whatever they call it now. And you can... Um, just lock your phone and listen. So it's the same thing. You're just on a different platform. So you're just, now you're mo more people are seeing you because not everybody is on Spotify or Apple um, podcasts. That's a really good point. I gotta, I gotta yeah. take a note of that because I, I even noticed in my personal life, um, instead of trying to look through Netflix and go through that, you know, if you, if you have something yeah. on when you're doing the dishes or there's no sports on or, or whatever the case is, I'll throw on something on YouTube just to try to learn something in the meantime. See, and that's, right? yeah, so, YouTube's so, huge, man. <laughs> maybe more people. God, I got to yeah. maybe look into maybe self-reflect and see what I'm doing and see how I could try to try to help that as well. So yeah, dude, that's sure. great advice. Man. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, so, so you guys, like you mentioned marketing and sales strategy, what's your best piece of sales and marketing advice that you've learned so far at Rivcardo? So I'd say the best part of marketing advice is systems and processes for everything. Um, me and Jason right now are going through a huge, like, we don't want to, we're not scaling at this moment, but our goal is to eventually scale and sell our company. Um, that's like our business goal. Um, but in order, like we talked to a lot of different um, VA people because right now we'll have VA people just reach out because they're like, Hey, we love what you guys are doing. We love like, you know, you guys personally in the message. Um, we see you guys building that hustle. brand, man. And, that, and that's all. Yeah. So we've been getting a lot of, a lot of grabs off of brand, but we're not there yet in terms of stress of um, processes and structure. Cause the whole goal, if you want to scale, you have to have processes. Um, me and Jason are very hands-on with a lot of stuff right now, which is our, like now we're trying to work and be more hands-off and just strategy high level. Um, but right now we're too ingrained in the company where if like we were to leave, the company couldn't really do anything. Uh, so the whole goal is to have processes and systems in place so that things are automated. I think it's all about automation. Uh, no matter what industry you're in, it's like agencies, whatever the more automated things are, the more you will have the revenue continually going and the more predictive everything is like, Hey, I know exactly how much we should have by the end of the year. Um, it might be a little under a little higher, but you know, based off of the past few months, it's been this every time or the average of these numbers. So, you know, now we can forecast. So you're but if you don't have processes. Yeah. You're focusing on building that, uh, that foundation right now. Yes. In, in that, I think, uh, Somebody, I can't remember who said it, but I'm making money while you sleep, trying exactly. to trying yeah. to get things automated to where if you're not there, you want to go go down to the shore for a weekend or something. You don't have to. You can know that you got you're still in good standing. Yep. You know. Yeah, and then that, like, I think with that, like it just comes to becoming a manager. You know, like, me and Jason are kind of right now. We do work with um some people that are doing some work for us, like uh kind of the fulfillment client fulfillment. So, um that's like the first step to removing yourself is kind of just hiring other people to do the work and you stay at management level and then you hire managers and now you're higher up now you're C level and then you eventually hire C level and you are then 
you know, you don't show up for a week. Hopefully, you know, most likely if you did everything correctly, nothing should, you know, go to crap overnight. Right. <laughs> Fingers yeah, crossed, still, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can still, yeah, you can still get clients and stuff without you showing up. That's like me and Jason like joke around like, yeah, dude, if I can go a week without coming up and we have like a new deal in the pipeline, I would be very happy. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. What is the best piece of advice for somebody who's just starting a company? If you're just starting a company, I think focus is like the biggest thing. Um, me and Jason both have to work on this, but I think that's, you know, like I understand it to be the most important thing because if you don't have any focus, you'll just be all over the place. Uh, me and Jason right now are trying to work on just kind of, Hey, I start doing this thing. Let's get it to a hundred percent before we start something else. That's a zero instead of being like, let's get this to 20, hop over here. Let's get this to 30. Then let's jump over to this thing, get it back up to like 50. And then, you know, everything's all over the place. Right. You forget about something and then like, you know, you get sidetracked you know, you don't want to get sidetracked. So I think picking one thing, one campaign, one client, focusing all your energy into it to make it the best thing ever, and then move on to something else. Um, instead of like spreading yourself all over the place and, you know, you just, you're not moving too fast because you're not doing anything great. You're doing everything okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that is a, that's a great piece of advice, man. I think yeah, that's, man, it's, that's, it's, that's it's, a, it's clutch. <laughs> of having a hundred things that are, are half done. I mean, you, you'll have uh, better, more things that are, are, are better, better done, I guess that was, I was terrible English, but, um, no, you're good. <laughs> I would have said the same thing. Uh, it was more gooder, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a great spot to wrap up though, man. How could people yeah. learn more about you and what you're doing at RevCardo? Yeah, for sure. So, um, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Chris Davis works on every platform. I'd say, uh, you know, LinkedIn's kind of weird as a slash in slash Chris Davis works. Uh, but yeah, um, Chris Davis works on everything. And if you want to follow us, we're at RevCardo and everything and www.revcardo.com. Um, yeah, if you guys want to, we have like free eBooks we're giving out right now. And if you want a free marketing audit, we can do that for you. Just hit us up. Very good, man. Thank you yeah, so man. much. For sure. Thanks, Tyler, for having me, man. It's great. That wraps up another show of the 20% podcast. I would love to know your feedback on this episode. So you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Tyler Meckis, or you can send me an email at 20percentpodcastquestions at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, send it to your friends or anyone who could benefit from listening. I absolutely love your feedback and sharing and subscribing to the show is the best way that we could get the word out and help as many people as we can. Additionally, if you know anybody who'd be interested to interview, please send them my way. Until next time, cheers. Until next time, 